Praise the Lord, everybody. That wasn't everybody. Praise the Lord, everybody. Praise the Lord, everybody. Praise the Lord, everybody. Let's clap our hands to the Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I don't know what you came to do, but I came to praise the Lord. Hey, Jesus is Lord. Jesus is Lord. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. Jesus is Lord. Did you know it's still camp meeting at Galilee? Shake hands with your neighbor and say it's camp meeting. Come on. Right now, it's camp meeting. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Are you glad you know his name is wonderful? Now, as we would say down south, y'all look mighty good tonight. Well, Paul was a southerner because he said you all. And besides that, I feel right at home. Minnesota used to be a part of Louisiana. And I've just come up here to check on this section of Louisiana. Now, how many of you folks knew that, that Minnesota used to be a part of Louisiana? That's right. So uh, we're all kind of kin. This has been great. Brother Merrick, your superintendent, has just been a tremendous host. I love this man, and I appreciate him. And it hurts me to see him, you know, having to almost need a forklift to get up. But I praise God that he's so much better. We do praise God that he's so much better. And I love him and appreciate him, and he's just coming right along fine. And to see him execute this camp, carry on to know about his burdens, and well, it's just great. And you're a wonderful group of people. When somebody brags on you, say thank you. Let's try it again. You're a wonderful group of people. Fine. And I feel the Lord here. I am very comfortable. I am well aware of the time, and that's not bothering me one bit. I'm totally comfortable tonight. I have prayed. I've heard from God. I have a message from the Lord. Someone said, Brother Tenney, that's braggadocious. What would you think if I got up here and said I didn't have a message? You would say, what are you doing there then? And I have prayed and I have heard from the Lord. And I trust that your hearts will be prepared for what I believe the Holy Spirit has for us here tonight. God bless you and bless these ministering brethren. I love preachers. I really do. Good to see all of you here tonight. And I know that they are praying that the Holy Spirit of God will have free course and that before this service is over, needs will again be met to the glory of God. Let's lift our hands and praise Him together. Will you? Praise the Lord.
I love you, Lord. Praise God. Thank the Lord. Ilaba shatarikala mahaya. Now, Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus, I take dominion over every spirit that opposes the will of the Holy Spirit here tonight by the power of the name and the word and the blood. You know every individual that's here and you know their needs. And I command that every adverse spirit depart from this tabernacle now. And I declare that this service is free in the Holy Ghost. He And the word of God shall have free course. And hearts are now open. And Satan is bound. Until every individual here has an opportunity to receive this message. To the glory of God. Everybody said in the name of Jesus. Everybody said in the name of Jesus. Everybody said I believe it. here tonight the soil of our soul is being prepared for the word of God this is an apostolic church no weapon that's formed against thee shall prosper if you have your Bibles and will turn with us to the book of Exodus Chapter 12. It's the most off-trod scriptorial path that we will whisk along tonight. Exodus chapter 12. Beginning with verse 11. And thus shall ye eat it with your loins girded, your shoes on your feet, your staff in your hand, ye shall eat it in haste. It is the Lord's Passover. For I will pass through the land of Egypt this night and will smite all the firstborn in the land of Egypt, both man and beast, and against all the gods of Egypt I will execute judgment. I am the Lord. And the blood shall be to you for a token upon the houses where ye are. And when I see the blood, I will pass over you. And the plague shall not be upon you to destroy you when I smite the land of Egypt. When I see the blood, my subject tonight, the power of the blood of the Lamb. The power of the blood of the Lamb. 
He said, I'm coming against Egypt. I'm coming against all of their demonic gods. I'm coming against the plagues that have harassed you. I'm coming to declare victory and emancipation. And I'm doing it all through the blood of a lamb. You may be seated. I cannot explain it. I do not know why God chose it. But I do know that there's something about the blood of the Lamb that attracts God. It was chosen above all animals. It excites His highest thoughts and it evokes His deepest emotions. And it calls forth his most dynamic power. The power of the blood of the Lamb. I do understand that the blood of the Lamb of the old book typified the blood of another Lamb. And in that typification, which found its fulfillment in the Lord Jesus Christ, there is resident a kernel of truth and a release of power. Hear me, that Satan does not want you to comprehend. Now before I launch into this message tonight, let me tell you, the adversary will do everything to steal from your mentality this simple message. If there's one thing Lucifer does not want you to comprehend, it is the power that is resident in the blood of the Lamb. If you want power with God for man and against Satan, it's through the dynamics of the blood of the Lamb. There are three things seen here relative to the blood of the Lamb in Israeli history. This blood was the blood of protection. Secondly, It was the blood of deliverance. Thirdly, it was the blood of purging. It protected them from the death angel. There is always a curse on the firstborn. Every man that's born once dies twice. Every man that's born twice dies once. I'm glad I've been born again. It protected them. But not only that, the blood of the Lamb was the blood of deliverance. You know how they got out of Egyptian bondage? They got out by the blood, under the glory cloud, through the water, And full of the Lamb. For not only did His blood protect and save them, but His flesh nourished them. And do you know how I got out of Egypt 35 years ago? I got out by the blood of the Lamb, through the water, under the glory cloud. And I've been full of the Lamb ever since. Oh, my friend.
And then if you want out of Egypt tonight, I can tell you about the blood of deliverance. I can tell you about the glory cloud. And I can tell you about the waters of remission all in the name of Jesus. And then, in being delivered, they were purged from their past. It was no small thing. If there were three and a half million Israelites living in Goshen, in order for them to have gotten across the Red Sea in one night, they would have had to have marched all night 5,000 abreast. And that would have been a lane, an opening through that Red Sea of at least three miles. God didn't just cut a footpath. A 48-lane freeway at least. Three miles they marched, shoulder to shoulder, all night long, with nothing holding up those massive walls of water on either side, except the blood of the Lamb. Nothing keeping them from the plagues of Egypt behind them, but the blood of the Lamb. Nothing caught keeping them from the curse of the firstborn, but the blood of the Lamb. Nothing keeping them from the wrath of Pharaoh, but the blood of the Lamb. Nothing to hope in the future, save by the blood of the Lamb. Oh, there is power in the blood of the Lamb. And right on through the book of God, you find it. The blood protects. The blood delivers. The blood purges into the New Testament. You find the same thing. And this is not just a theological position. Now that's... devil doesn't care how much theology you believe. He doesn't care how much you sing. About the blood of the Lamb. Thank God for the blood. There's power in the blood. What can make, wash me white as snow? Nothing but the blood. As long as you don't make it an active force in your life. Believe me. If you will listen to me tonight. You can leave here with a new dimension. In your walk with God. And the blood will not only be a theological position. From the book. But it can be an active. Protecting. Delivering, purging element in your life. Suddenly, I have seen slip from Pentecost preaching about the blood. You see, we take some things for granted. We think, well, that subject is so old, who wants to hear that anymore? Everybody knows that. Brother Tenney at a camp meeting, reach back if you've got a repertoire of sermons and bring out something new. We take for granted. And the only thing necessary for a truth to die is not to fight it, just don't proclaim it. Just don't talk about it anymore. The power of the blood. Hebrews 9.22. Brother Alexandria. And almost all things. Paul, I believe he wanted to say all things. But he said, wait a minute. Let me rethink. Almost all things. Are by the law. Are by the law. Purged. Purged. With blood. With blood. And without shedding. And without shedding. Of blood. Of blood. Is no remission. Have you ever heard a preacher preach without the shedding of blood there's no remission of sin? That's not what it says. 
it says without the shedding of blood, there's no remission, period. Because the blood takes care of more than just sin. Paul said just about everything is taken care of by the blood. You know, Dr. Luke used the term remission, remission, remission in his um, uh, writings of the book of Acts. He was a, he was a doctor, and, and, and the term remission is well known in our day. Somebody has a malignancy, a cancer, and, and the report will come back. It's in remission. Well, when it goes in remission, that means uh, it is arrested and it is retreating. Well, he said, by the blood comes remission. There is nothing that will put the devil in de- defeat and in retreat like the power of the blood. Not when you talk about it, but when you come against him by the power of the blood, he goes into remission. He starts backing up. Sin starts backing up. Enemies start backing up. I'm telling you, if you'll learn this blessed truth afresh tonight, you can put Satan in remission. You can put sin in remission. You can put difficulties in remission. You can put oppression in remission. You can put depression in remission by the power of the blood. Enough to verbalize it. We've got to learn it. He, Satan fears nothing more than he fears the blood of the Lamb. Give me some biblical examples. Isaiah chapter 6 was the year that King Uzziah died. And Uzziah was a trusted ally of Isaiah and He looked at Uzziah's throne for hope and one day he looked and the throne of Uzziah was empty. He was gone. And Isaiah was forced to look to a higher throne that was not empty. And he said, when I looked, I saw the Lord high and lifted up and his train filled the temple. There was smoke all over the place. That's what you call holy smoke. Hallelujah. And there were seraphims covering their feet and covering their eyes and flying, six-winged creatures. And they were singing, Holy! 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 Never does does the word say that God is love, love, love. Never does it say He is peace, peace, peace. But thrice, He is a thrice holy God. Holy! 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 Holy, 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 holy. Oh, that holy God. Isaiah said, I saw him. His train filled the temple. And while I looked, something happened. That perfect glory, that perfect holiness, oh, a little snatch of it was captured and brought down to earth and internalized by a man. Hear me. Whenever the general presence of God settles in this tabernacle, it's your responsibility to claim a personal presence out of that holy smoke. And Isaiah saw it. Oh, and he said, if I could just have a little of it, if I could just understand. So he watched 
And what happened in verse 6, Brother Alexander? Then flew one of the seraphims. One of the seraphims. Unto me. Yes. Having a live coal. A live coal. In his hand. In his hand. Which he had taken. Taken. With the tongs. With the tongs. From off the altar. From off the altar. And what did he do? And he laid it upon my mouth. Oh, listen. He went to the altar and with tongs. I used to preach a message, too hot for angels to handle. What that live coal represented was too hot for angels to handle. They would only handle it with a ten-foot tong. But what was too hot for angels to handle was just suited for human lips. The Holy Ghost sent down from heaven which things the angels desire not to touch but to look into. Amen. That coal came from the burning brazen altar of God. And when Isaiah felt it, touch him, when he internalized it, he was reborn. It was his Old Testament rebirth. Here am I. Send me. Victory always begins at a bloody, fiery altar. But the blood always precedes the fire. In the Old Testament, the priest, foe, tongue, ear, had to have blood put on it before oil because Calvary precedes Pentecost. It's dangerous for a man to get to the fire that hasn't been through the blood. In the book of Leviticus, I believe it's chapter 12, he said, take a turtle dove and kill it and get down by the brazen altar and sprinkle the blood on the side, bloody the sides of that altar. And then slowly as you bloody the sides, come to the top and put the sacrifice on the top. If you ever have power and authority with God, you're going to have to bloody an altar somewhere on your way to the fire. It's dangerous to get to the fire without going through the blood. That altar, that brazen altar that he saw was an altar of blood and a fire. We must never lose the old-fashioned message of the blood and the fire in our Pentecostal meetings. Amen. The blood and the fire. So dangerous to fool with a fire if there hasn't been a personal death, an acquaintance with the blood. This Passover lamb that we're talking about, you know the story. Every Israelite had to slay a lamb. Maybe his family was so small till he could share the lamb with his neighbor. It's a beautiful message in sharing the lamb. But the family never was so large that one lamb wouldn't suffice. The lamb was sufficient. You see, Leviticus 17 and 11 says, For the life of the flesh is in the blood, and I have given it to you upon the altar to make an atonement for your souls. For it is the blood that maketh atonement for the soul. The blood constantly keeps the soul in at one with God. 
It's not a one-time cleansing and then it's forgotten. It's a daily atonement before the mercy seat. Daily going back to the altar for the blood and for the fire. An atonement, which means a covering. The blood covers. Oh, hallelujah. And the blood protects. And there is nothing Satan fears like he fears somebody that knows how to use the blood. Exodus 8.23. The plagues come up on Egypt. Pharaoh won't listen to Moses. Moses says, let my people go. Let my people go. I'm not going to let them go. What does 8.23 say? And I will put a division. God said, I'm going to put a division. Between my people. My people. And thy people. And thy people. Tomorrow. Tomorrow. Shall this sign shall be. This, listen, that word division in the Hebrew means redemption or curtain. God said, I'm going to put a redemptive curtain. Between an invisible curtain. Between Egypt and the land of Goshen where the children of Israel are. Can you imagine? They're both living in the same country, but one of them living under a protection that the other is not living under. And then the plagues broke out all through Israel and while um, all through Egypt and while Egypt was being cursed, the children of Israel were being blessed. And the frogs came hopping all over the place. Can you see Mrs. Pharaoh turning back the bed sheets and suddenly five frogs jump right in her face. Ah! Can you see her going and opening her chest of drawers and three frogs jump right out. Ah! Can you hear her screaming, Pharaoh, something's got to be done. And can you hear him fuming as he walks up the stairs? It's that crazy Moses again. And here come the frogs, plague in Egypt, plague in Egypt. And about that time, the head honcho frog said, we've done all the detriment to these Egyptians we can. Then let's go over to the land of Goshen and, tur- and torment the children of Israel a little bit. And here goes the old frog and everybody croak, croak, up all the other frogs. And all of a sudden, he comes to something he can't see, an invisible, an invisible curtain of redemption. And the old frog jumps, bump, bump, bump. What's the matter, Georgie? I don't know. Bump. And about that time, they start stacking up like cordwood. Bump, bump. And the children of Israel on the other side just see the frogs on the other side of that invisible curtain as they stack higher and higher and higher and higher. They can't get to them because there is redemption. Hallelujah. And all of that was by faith in the blood that was going to be shed, living in the same land, but living by the charter of another kingdom and protected from its plagues. How we're in the world, but we're not of the world. My kingdom is not of this world. Can't explain it. Can you imagine the flies all over? All through Pharaoh. Mrs. Pharaoh gets the kids downstairs for breakfast. Puts the breakfast on the table. And little Master Pharaoh says, Oh, Mommy, raisin bran. She said, That's not raisins. Fly 
in their hair, in their clothes, in their nostrils, flies. The Bible calls the devil Beelzebub. And Beelzebub means the god of the flies. And nothing is any more aggravating than an old stray fly on the end of your nose on a hot summer day when you're trying to take a nap. He doesn't always come as the bulls of Bashan, as David said, but sometimes he comes as the aggravating flies and bees. But about that time, the head honcho fly says, we've aggravated them enough. We've bells above them enough. Let's go to the land of Goshen. There's fresh meat over there named Israelites. And they're supposed to be chosen. And here they go. Boing! Hallelujah. And the children of Israel on the other side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't get me. Amen. I'm in Egypt, but I'm not of Egypt. There is a curtain of redemption. Hallelujah for the power of the blood. Hail, locusts, darkness, you know the story. It was there. Israel had been in Egyptians' bondage for a lifetime. But one memorable night, everything changed. Everything changed. Bible said, look at this, I give you the blood as a token. You know what the word token means? That's just a little simile or imitation of the real thing. The blood of that first Passover lamb was just a token of what was coming. And friend, if the token did that, what will the real thing do? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, if you can see your authority in Jesus tonight, if you can see the power that he has left to the church, you say he said the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but he didn't say we don't have weapons. He said they are mighty through God, and one of the weapons of the Spirit is the power of the blood of the Lamb. And you don't just have a token tonight, but you've got the power. You're talking about the real thing. Shake hands with your neighbor and say, I've got the real thing. Do it right now. Come on. I've got the real thing. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. And the token, the token stopped the frogs. The token stopped the flies. The token opened the Red Sea. The token got three and a half million Israelites out. Hallelujah for the blood of the Lamb. You know what? Psalms, Psalms 105, I believe it's verse 37, said when they went out, there wasn't a feeble one among them. Now don't tell me, Brother Wheat, that there wasn't an old grandma somewhere that had arthritis. <laughs> don't tell me that there wasn't an old grandpa that had rheumatism. And can you hear the grandchildren running into the tent? Papa! Moses said, come on, we're leaving. Papa said, y'all just have to leave me. I tell you, my arthritis is so bad. Don't tell me that there wasn't people bedridden. 
paralyzed. Can you go, Grandma, we're leaving today, honey. I hadn't walked in 30 years. You know, I, I fell off the rock into the Nile and, and, and I hurt something and I can't walk. I don't care. Moses said, whether you think you can or not, get up and start trying because he said, we're not leaving a hoof behind. He said, God said that by the power of that blood of that lamb that every one of us was going to get out here. Come on, come on, Grandpa, let's try. Well, I tell you, I don't know whether I can. Wow, what a minute, something happened to me. Wow, way to the Red Sea. I'm ready to get out of here. The power of the blood of the Lamb. Thank God for the blood. He instantly and the blood the blood of our Lamb And I know sometimes we hear some dismal reports. Somebody go to the hospital. We've all been with them. And come in to visit. Well, how are you? Well, I'm not so good. Well, what's the matter? I just got the report. The report? Yeah. Surgery. And not much hope. Or this, that. How do you know? Well, I got the report. The doctor took the x-rays and got the report. I'm not quarreling with that at all. Uh, Thank God for doctors. I'm not saying their report was wrong. But sometimes we almost get paternalistic about our ailments. For instance... Did you ever hear anybody say, let me tell you about my high blood pressure, my heart trouble, my arthritis? You know, we we claim it. It's mine. It's mine. Report said so. Not quarreling with the report. But while we're caught up in all of that negative thinking, let me give you another report from Isaiah chapter 53 and verse 1. Isaiah said, Who hath believed our report? He said, I come walking into that room with another report. What is that, Isaiah? I just got the report from the doctor. I'm not quarreling with that. He's probably right. But I've got another report. What is it, Isaiah? By his stripes, we are healed. Hallelujah! There's healing! There's healing in the blood of the Lamb! You can be healed by the Word of God right now! God, let your word go forth to heal. Shalom. Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Healed. Encased in a cocoon of sickness. But healed. Set free. Some of you saints are in bondage. I have never seen a day when so many of God's people are bound by so many different things. Learn what I'm trying to express to you from God's book tonight and learn to use it. Whenever a leper was cleansed, Leviticus 14 The priest went and got two birds 
birds, held them captive. He killed one of the birds in an earthen vessel where running water was pouring into it. And he put into that bloody vessel with the dead bird cedar wood, scarlet, and hyssop. Blood, wood, red, and a little vine that clings to a rock. Now there's a message in that. And then he took the live bird that he had in his hand, quivering and afraid. And he'd take that live bird with the wood and the scarlet and the hyssop. And he'd slosh it around in that bloody water. Where that substitute bird had died. Can you imagine how frightened that little fellow is? In the hands of the priest, the clutches of the law bound. But suddenly, because of the blood, the Bible said, priest... Let him go. And that priest had to open his hand and watch that little captive bird soar free, released by the blood, the wood. Oh, my friend. There was a man called Jesus that laid on a woody cross and bled till that cross was scarlet red. And I cling to that rock like the little hyssop. And I am soaring tonight. Whosoever the Son of Man sets free, they are free indeed. By the blood, the power of it. Hebrews 9 14 says how much more shall the blood of Christ he said look if the blood of bulls and goats did so much if the tokens did so much how much more shall the blood of Christ who through the eternal spirit through the eternal spirit offered himself offered himself without spot without spot to God to God purge your purge. conscience from dead works your conscience from dead works to serve the living God look protected by the blood delivered by the blood purged we serve a living God there's a lot of dullness in some people's Christian life today simply because we don't know the secret of keeping a well beaten path to the bloody mercy seat Some people carrying a lot of dead flesh around and nothing but the blood. They are an expression of the self-life. Self-excused from every pore of their spiritual anatomy. And the only thing that will purge the flesh is to get under the blood. Right, right. And if you're dead, lifeless, Hiding behind a facade of a smile, going through the motions with no meaning. If you've been caught up in some carnal activity that sapped your victory, nothing will bring life back to you like reclaiming the power of the blood because the life is in the blood. To get under the blood. You know, 
We used to have an old saying in Pentecost. I don't hear it too much anymore. I plead the blood. I can hear, I remember hearing old brother Norris years ago, walked the platform. I plead the blood. I plead the blood. The old times, I plead the blood. That, that's a spiritual apostrophe. And it, it simply means that, Lord, I have come up against something. And I plead with you that the blood of Christ will avail against this situation. All right. And rather than say all of that, we just say, I plead the blood. I plead the blood. Yeah. I plead the blood. I plead the blood. Lord, I've lost my victory. I've lost my life. I've lost my happiness. I've lost my zip. I got caught up in some carnal wranglings and it sat my victory. You get off somewhere, my friend, and get in a red hot prayer meeting under the blood of the Lamb. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. There is dynamics in praying through the blood of the Lamb. Yeah. Daniel chapter 9 verse 21. Yea, whilst I was speaking in prayer. While I was praying, Daniel said. Even the man Gabriel. Gabriel, that angel. Whom I had seen in the vision. Yes. At the beginning. Yes. Being caused to fly swiftly. Swiftly. Touch me. Touch me. About the time of the evening oblation. The time of the evening oblations when they were shedding the blood. Of the Lamb. I was praying, he said, under the blood. I was was connected with the time of the shedding of the blood. And I prayed an angel down that gave me the message of liberation. There is an attitude of praying under the blood. You know, some saints worry about, well, I'm afraid to articulate my prayer, speak it out loud, because the devil might hear me. Did you know Jesus spoke of going into the closet and praying? Jesus is the door. Personal opinion. That closet is praying under the blood, behind the bloody door of the Lamb, with blood over the door. You, when you get under the blood in prayer, when you're praying at the time of the evening oblations, the devil is barred out. You're behind that veil of redemption. I can see him with his ear pushed. Wonder what they're doing. Hallelujah. Wonder what they're saying. You may not be uh, in a literal closet, but you're engulfed and covered by the blood. And here you are just a praying and a going after it and telling God what to do and how, how bad you need him. And the devil trying to eavesdrop and he can't hear. Ah, they plugged into the blood. They're under the blood. There's no way that I can hear what they're doing. I cannot penetrate the power of the blood. Prayers are answered through the blood. Prayers are answered through the blood. To be able to pray and to plead the blood of the Lamb. Acts chapter 5. They said they filled Jerusalem with this doctrine and they want to bring this man's blood on us. You know what that means? They have filled this city with the message of the blood. Right. They have come into this city in the power of the blood. Don't ever go into any city to take it until you got the power of the blood. All right. Here, last year, we were building a new tabernacle 
down in Louisiana. It was a, about a year's building project. I'll exchange debts with you. <laughs> you folks don't owe nothing on this. Dear Lord, pled the blood. I've gone to the pew where cantankerous saints sat and sat down where they sat, like Ezekiel said, and pled the blood. Hallelujah. I've driven past the house of saints and the early hours of the morning that were under trials and tribulations, and I pled the blood. There's just something about it. Jesus, you see, incidentally, he is the Lamb of God. Just in case you hadn't caught on. In the book of Genesis, Isaac said, Father, where is the Lamb? In the four Gospels, John said, Behold the Lamb. And in the book of Revelation, throughout eternity, we're going to be saying, Worthy is the Lamb. Hallelujah. Jesus shed his blood in four places. He first shed his blood in the Garden of Gethsemane as great drops of blood. And he was saying, not my will, but thine be done. Prayer under the blood conquers the human will. Yes, sir. You will never conquer your stubborn human will until you learn to pray under the blood. You see, when you get sight of the blood and of his death, then you abdicate self and say, Lord, thy will be done. I'm praying under the blood. Prayer under the blood conquers human will. Second place that he shed blood was when the crown of thorns was put on him. Cut his head. That symbolizes the curse. When Adam and Eve fell, the Bible said the earth was cursed with thorns. Jesus redeemed us from the curse. And there are many Christians who in their mind, their head are living with a thorny patch of their past of hatreds, fears, inferiorities. And the blood of Jesus will speak to your mind against this curse. Yes, sir. Amen. Amen. Brother Timmy, the devil haunts me with my past. Let me tell you how to beat that. Every time your past and what you've done and God's forgiven you for comes on you, instead of falling down and whining and repenting over and over again, which the Bible tells you you're not supposed to do, that's an insult to the blood. You, when that thought comes to you from the devil, you just say, oh, praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus, for forgiving me. And he doesn't like you to praise God, and he'll quit reminding you when he learns that you use that as a catalyst to start praising him. You got a thorny patch in your brain. The blood of the Lamb comes against that curse in the name of Jesus right now. Hallelujah. Third place he shed his blood was that Roman whipping post. And I've told you about that by his stripes. We are healed. The fourth place he shed his blood was on the cross when the soldiers thrust in a spear. And out came blood and water. Without the shedding of blood, there is no foundation to preach against the work of 
the enemy. The blood. The blood. The blood. Hey. I'll be through in a few minutes, believe it or not. Did you know this blood talks? Oh no, Brother Tenney. You, you, you've been wild enough. Now don't tell us blood speaks. Yes, it does. Acts 20, 28 says it's the blood of God. Somebody said, you one of these people believe God died at Calvary. Let me tell you something. All of God that could die, died at Calvary. And the veil was rent in twain. And the veil of resentment became the veil of atonement. Glory. The blood speaks. Hebrews 12, 24 says it. The blood of Jesus or the blood of the sprinkling speaketh better things than that of Abel. You see, Abel's blood cried from the ground. But you know what it said? It cried against Cain. You're condemned. You're judged. doesn't say you're judged and cursed and condemned but you're liberated, saved and redeemed and it doesn't just speak one time he said speaketh what is that in the English present perfect tense, I don't know can you imagine hey don't worry everything's alright can you imagine brother Shirley down there in the Caribbean islands where they got some of these demons I was talking about especially lower than the virgin islands down there and the devil said, that, that, that missionary is doing too much. And he sends a, a special legion out to get Shirley. Get him. Car wreck. Let him catch some tropical disease down there. He sends him. And he, Shirley don't know. He's just doing God's work. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you. And, and that, that demon is about to slip up on him. Unknown to him. And latch on. But just before he touches brother Shirley. A voice unheard to Brother Shirley, but known to the demon, says, Get your cotton-picking hands off of him. Ah! The blood! He's under the blood! Why didn't Lucifer tell me he was one of them? Ah! I can see him run back to hell. Why didn't you tell me that he was under the blood? I almost got in trouble. I almost touched that hated blood, but it spoke to me. There may be times you've been protected. You didn't even know it because the blood spoke. The blood, the blood speaketh not a fanatical repetition, but a living, vital faith. Leviticus 17.11 I have given you up on the altar to make an atonement. It's the blood of atonement. Exodus 12.13 When I see the blood, I'll pass over you. It's the blood of protection. But now in Christ Jesus, you who were sometimes afar off are made nigh by the blood of the cross. Ephesians 2.13 Having therefore boldness to enter into the holiness by the blood. 
Hebrews 10, 19. Hey, I want you to read that in a minute. For as you, you know, you are not redeemed by corruptible things such as silver and gold, but by the precious blood. Hallelujah. First Peter 1, 18 and 19. Hallelujah, hallelujah. The blood of his son Jesus Christ cleansed us up from all sin. First John 1 and 7. They overcame him, that is the devil, by the blood of the Lamb. Revelation 12, 11. It's all through the Bible from Genesis to Revelation. The Lamb is the central theme of the Bible. Hebrews 10, 19 and 20. Having therefore, brethren. Having therefore, brethren. Boldness. But we do not have to be timid. Now some of you will want to slip off in a corner to try to use this. You can be bold with it. It's a weapon. Having boldness. Go ahead. To enter into the holiest. Oh. By the blood of Jesus. We have access to the holiest place of God. The purest light. The deepest mystery. The secret place. Let me tell you something. Personal theology. Jesus' side was rent with a spear. And the Bible said his flesh was the veil. Somebody said that veil was rent in the temple to let man into God. True. But another aspect of it was it let God out to man. But when that flesh was ripped, which is the veil, man was invited in. He was given access. We can go right marching through the wound. Gentlemen and ladies, we are invited to walk through the wound. And we have access, just follow the blood sprinkle way, right into the interworkings of God, into his heart, and even let this mind be in you. Hallelujah. I know we see eyes not seen, ears not heard, we don't read the next verse, but he has revealed them to us by his spirit. You can walk through the wound. Hallelujah. And get into the inner sanctum of God. Yes. Revelation 11 and 8. My last scripture. And their dead bodies. Now this is the dead bodies of the two witnesses. Follow this closely. Shall lie in the street. In the streets. Of that great city. Great city. Which spiritually. Yes. Is called. Is called. Sodom. Sodom and, and Egypt. And in what? Egypt. Sodom and Egypt. Read on. Where also our Lord was crucified. Now, Brother Alexander, that said Jesus was crucified in Sodom and Egypt. And you know better than that. No, I don't know better. When Jesus died on the cross, he didn't just die for those that would live from Calvary forward. But he took that cross and marched all the way back to Egypt where that first Passover lamb was slain. 
And he said, I was crucified there. And somebody said, I'll tell you, God can save anybody but a homosexual. I don't believe God will ever save a homosexual. He said, what would you say? He said, God, I know you don't save homosexuals. He said, let me stop off at Sodom. That's pretty low, all right, homosexuality. But he said, I'm going to put a cross down in Sodom too to prove that sin cannot stain so deeply that my blood can't penetrate and eradicate. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah to the lowest point on earth, Sodom, to the lowest sin I know anything about, the sin of Sodomy. He said the blood of the Lamb can avail all the way back to Egypt, all the way back to the Garden of Eden, right down to Sodom and Gomorrah. Hear me, take the limits off the atonement. Let me say it again. Take the limits off the atonement. He shut the Mahaya Mahaya. Paul wrote to that church at Corinth and he named everything in the category of sin. He said some of you were murderers. Some of you were enviers. Some of you were adulterers. Some of you were fornicators. Some of you were homosexual. Yeah, he said, such were some of you. But he said, now ye are washed. Ye are sanctified. Ye are justified in the name of the Lord Jesus and by the Spirit of our God. Oh, let's clap our hands to the Lord. The blood, the blood, the blood protects me. The blood purges me. The blood delivers me. The blood of the Lamb. I can use it in my prayer. I can use it in my daily life. I can use it as I walk with God. I can use it as a weapon. Hallelujah. I can use it as a catalyst for praise. The power of the blood. Lift your hands to Him. Hallelujah. Take the limits off the atonement. Let that crown of thorns avail for your thinking right now. Let that bloody back avail for your healing right now. Let that riven side take care of those demons that have been oppressing you. Get in that prayer closet and get under the blood. And pray and talk in tongues. Don't let the devil domesticate you. Who ever heard of tame Pentecost? This is the hottest brand going. I got a tiger in my tank. The lion of the tribe of Judah. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You are a tailor-made devil chaser. You're tailor-made victory. Upon this rock I'll build my church. And the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. You can be delivered from dope and from heroin and from marijuana. You can be delivered from sin and homosexuality. You can be set free from depression and from the spirit of recession. Let's stand and lift our hands. Oh, there is power, power, wonder working power in the blood. There is power, power. Whatever you need is. In the precious blood of the Lamb. Sing it, sing it, sing it. Oh, there is power, power, set free, delivered, out of bondage. Oh, of the Lamb. Oh, there is power, power, wonder working power. Take the the limits of the atonement of the Lamb. Oh, there is power. Power, wonder work in the blood. 
the land. There's power, power, wonder working power. In the precious blood of the Lamb. Thank God for the blood. Thank God for the blood. Thank God for the blood that washes white as snow. Oh, thank God. Oh, for the blood, I thank God for the blood. Hallelujah! I thank God for the blood, for the blood that washes white as snow. I cannot know, I cannot tell how I wish I saved from death and hell. But this I know that all is well. He took my sins away. I thank God for the blood. Thank God. Whatever you need, come on. Whatever you need. Listen, it's deliverance night tonight. Whatever you need. You need the Holy Ghost. You need repentance. You need deliverance. You need to get something under the blood. You need depression to be rebuked while we sing it. Come claim the power of the blood. Thank God. Come on, Father. Come on. Set free by the power of the blood. Heal, heal, heal. For the blood, oh, that washes white as snow. Oh, I thank God. Oh, for the blood, thank God. For the blood, oh, thank God. For the blood. Whatever you need, come on, it's for you tonight. Set free, emancipated, delivered. I plead the blood. I plead the blood. Learn to pray under the blood. Learn to fight the devil through the blood. For the blood. 